I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Um, I'm Hannah Norris. I'm your host, and I'm here with my husband. Carl Donnelly, co-host, father-to-be, yes. um, uh, that's a comedian. He's father-to-be because I'm also a mother-to-be. Um, we are... What? <laughs> yeah. This is how you break the news to <laughs> we, we are expecting a baby, and that's what this podcast is about. It's about pregnancy. Um, I'm currently at week 24 in my pregnancy. This is episode 19, so we've been doing this podcast since week six. Um, so hopefully you've been listening along and playing along with us. Playing along. <laughs> yeah. Have you been keeping notes? Yeah. Um, and we're joined by a guest today. Um, it's Monique Howie. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi welcome. There. Thank you. So Monique is a child psychologist. Psychotherapist. Psychotherapist. Yeah. What's I've seen, this is, that is, I reckon that's something that a load of people, laymen would get wrong. What's the main difference between those two, just for listeners? Because I definitely have always mixed them up when I've spoken to people. Is it drugs? Yeah. I think it mainly is drugs. Mainly is you need a clinical diagnosis and um, somebody will, yeah, a psychologist will work with you in, in that way. More of a, it's more clinical. Yeah. Psychotherapy is talking, right. playing, Excellent. being with. Yeah. Relational. Um, so psychology is also relational, but I think it's like at the heart of psychotherapy. It's about the relationship that you form. And do yeah. you, is it? Does it? Do you learn from word go differently, or is it like you? But you all sort of study similar thing early doors, it, and then you break off like it's medicine. It's quite I different quite early on. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think there's um, yeah a lot of theory at the heart, um, but yeah, I think the approach is quite different. Right. That's good. And we're at Monique's house right now and in the room where you do see your clients yeah am i I sitting in one of the chairs you are i've got to say i'm sitting here i'm like i feel like i'm in a psychologist a psychotherapist chair yeah um it's very it's very comfortable and i really like it so i my my mum used to work at the tavistock clinic so she um organized conferences and things like that so through my childhood i was often around that environment and knew Well, I remember it. I remember it mainly. She told me about a, one conference where there was a psychotherapist who wrote out their um, card and said their name and psychotherapist, but they wrote psycho the rapist. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because yeah. if you break it down, that's, well, that's yeah. what it spells. Early on when I was training, that is how I learned how to spell psychotherapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's stuck in my, my memory from yeah. childhood. It's like, oh my well, goodness. It's stuck in everyone's mind. Yeah. There you go. Own. That's our gift. <laughs> But you've also got um, a number of children. Yeah, you have the most amount of children out of anyone we've spoken to. I know, to. We're, we're very competitive. Um, and we win around here, although a uh, Hasidic Jewish family have moved in and they're young, but they're already um, they're already nearly uh, closing in on really? us. Because you've got five, right? We've got five, mm-hmm. yeah. What are the ages? So they are um, 10, 8, 6, 
nearly four and two. I see. You've lit, that, that's Ooh. perfect spacing. I know it feels like we've done it all very deliberately, but it uh, it, it wasn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did what, did you? plan to have did you imagine yourself having that many children when I mean I knew I would like a lot of kids yeah but five is like it's 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 a lot on public transport yeah um we get a lot of like what what are you doing um (laughs) just what and actually they're in little like von Trapp family yeah they are we actually got a von Trapp um picture uh last week the first one because they are all finally like in a really good staggered um height um they're very cool kids they're very um loud um but they're just really fun and they are mostly very good mates so I'm, uh, and they've got, a, is there a theme to their names as well? I think Wendy Wayson said something about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've got a, cool names. I remember when Josh just told yeah, me them as they've, they've all got, come along. So they're like Jewish entertainers for the most part. Yes. Um, so shall I tell you their names? Yes, yes please. please. Okay, so they have their real names and then they have nicknames. <laughs> right. So we have Mordechai. Yes. Um, uh, uh, Mordechai Rizler, you know, the writer. Um, we call him Mordi. Yeah. And actually everyone calls him Mordi. He's Mordi at school as well. Um, then we have Art. Mm-hmm. Um, we call him Artie. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, Woodrow. Yeah. That's a, good name. Uh, That's we, a great name. Woodrow. It is a great name. We're having a girl, so you have to save that one up. Wood. I could work for a girl. Woodrina. <laughs> Woodabelle. <laughs> yeah. Um, we call him Woody and um, oh, Woody Allen. Yeah. Yes. And um, Betsy. Yes. Uh, she's our one girl. Oh, and. Yeah. Um, I'm very glad to have her. Yeah. Um, so she came fourth. Yeah. And I, um, I really didn't have it in my head that I wanted a girl particularly. I just was so happy with my little gang of boys. And actually, weirdly, there was a part of me that felt like I might not be a good mum to a girl. Yeah. That was a, li- a little like, maybe I felt I might get a bit jealous. Um, that was kind of like immature part of me. Yeah. Um, insecure maybe more yeah, yeah. you know so but that's like just dissipated and she's actually a real mummy's girl yeah right. um and I've just really loved watching her and her daddy like form their relationship and I would never like want to um come you know like make put my stuff onto that at yeah all. and luckily like I grew up quite a bit in the last decade so yeah um I didn't I didn't have that at all yeah. once she came along she's amazing and I'm just really glad I've got a girl yeah um yeah and then the last one uh, zero. Yeah. Yeah, we forget, we forget that one. Uh, zero. So we have we have zero, and that name obviously like um, uh, splits the room. Um, it's cool. Uh, I really love it. But yeah. he, Josh has been trying to get that name um, uh, onto one of our kids for quite a while, and I just was vetoing it left, right, yeah. and centre for you know kid after kid. I was like, mate, no way. Are we having a kid called Zero? zero it's yeah. like they, we just can't. And then like. Over the years, like, I just started saying zero so much. And then all the big boys were like, why can't I be called zero? It's yeah. such a cool name, zero the hero. And yeah. like, they just were going on and on. And then I just, one day, just, just the last time I said it, I was like, oh, man, I love that name. Yeah. I yeah. really and love that name. you knew then that it could really spite the other kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make you jealous, jealous the from the, from the beginning. Um, <laughs> and then I just thought about there's so many philosophical philosophical um, greatness about the name you know like the just the simplicity of it and yeah. I could go on and on about the greatness actually now and he is the only one who doesn't have a nickname oh, yeah really? yeah we don't call him um, we were going to call him Z but actually we just love zero so yeah yeah 
Yeah, I was, as soon as you said it, because it's quite an Australian thing, which I don't know, is it a New Zealand thing as well, nicknames? Yes, it yeah. is, yeah. Because the moment, because you said zero, and I was like, it could be Z. Like, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. But doesn't come, yeah. But well, we tried it, like it just it. didn't didn't fit. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, with you saying about the girl, about having a daughter, did you feel that at the very start, like when you were pregnant with, with your eldest, with Morty? Did you, were you kind of hoping for a boy? Did you have that in your head at that stage um, or was it? I just had this knowledge that he was a boy. Yeah. I just knew it. I don't know why. Did you find out through the Yes, scan? we did. Yeah. We found out really early on yeah. and actually like uh, earlier than you would have thought. Like it's 12 weeks, isn't it, that they, that they can tell? We found out well, 20. we didn't find out to 20. Oh, yeah. okay. So I think oh. they, might be able, they might be able to tell early enough. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we had a nose, but this, the, the um, what do you call those people again? Sonographer. Sonographer. Yes. Um, just said, I can tell you if you want. But obviously, if they can tell, then pretty, you're pretty sure it's a boy, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, especially at that stage. So we, so we were like, yay! But we did really did know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can also be very certain and then just be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I was very certain and I happened to be right. And was that the same with all of them or...? Um, no, no, not all of them because I had a real sweet tooth with Morty. So mm-hmm. I assumed when I was, uh, had a very salty tooth, um, uh, uh, I thought um, Artie must be a girl, yeah. but no, he was a boy as well. Uh, and you, and so you had, you had particular cravings in your pregnancy. So I had salty and I had sweet, but I yeah. tell you what Betsy was very different was, um, how sick she made me. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was sick uh, for six weeks um, with uh, with all of the boys, yeah. and then then once I got to twelve weeks, um, you know, from so six to twelve weeks, yeah. I was really nauseous, not not um, vomi actually, just really nauseous. Yeah. And with Betsy, it was like five months, wow. and um, really, wow. yeah, m- much more knackered. Like but vomiting or still just nauseous? With, um, with actually, a bit of vomiting. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because that's what uh, we've been told, haven't yeah, we? That boys, you're is. less sick with yeah. boys. And because I, I was pretty good, I was nauseous as well, but not, I'd never vomited. And so there was that kind of thing of going, oh, it's probably a boy. Yeah, I Maybe. think that's what convinced me it was going to be a boy. Yeah. Just that, that, really? that old wives' tale. Yeah, she yeah. was a wives' tale. And I found like, if I spoke to GPs about that, they'd say, no, there's no case for that. And yeah. I was like, what about all these people that keep having yeah. that experience? Like, they there's just... got to be some slight hormonal difference I think it's, in yes. I'd say so. throwing one to the other, isn't there? So I, I presume so. there would be some physical symptom. It's interesting. I was talking to my dad the other day and he's super intelligent. He's my whole life. He's just known everything. Right. He knows everything about everything. But he said from an episode where we talked about the fact that I'm having a girl and I just mentioned the genetics of, well, because dad had said he, because his mum had had lots of there's lots of females in their line. Okay, he's like, well, of course it was going to be a girl because that's what my mum's kind of had. Like, hmm. that's her legacy. There's lots of girls, and I was like, that doesn't work because it's Carl who determines hmm. from the XY chromosome. It's the male who is determines. That, is that true? Yeah, okay. so that's a bi- <laughs> that's a. I just realised it was a biology thing that I knew from year 11 or something, that women have XX chromosomes, the men have X and Y, so it depends which chromosome they give that makes it a male or a female. And my dad didn't know that either once I described it. Oh, that must have felt good. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started thinking, maybe maybe that DNA study was happening like around, was probably around the time he was learning stuff because they were at... You know, DNA is only quite a recent phenomenon. I would hope that it's a genetic evolution. Basically, all Donnelly men are absolute donuts. So I feel like it's 
this is our chance to evolve. No, but you have an X and you have an X and a Y. I'm, I'm hoping we've killed off the X. <laughs> no, the, the Y. The, the y, y. Sorry, the Y. The X. Like, oh, we're not killing off the X. No, the X is in here. Oh, we're killing off the Y. I think the Donald Lee men need to call it quits. Give the, yeah. Oh, you haven't met my my dad and brother. Um, <laughs> when, when Hannah says her dad knows everything, my dad is the exact opposite. Of that. <laughs> Very balanced. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, your dad. What was the funny thing your dad said the other day? The um, euphemism. Oh, uh, getting off the train at Clapton Junction. Clapham Junction. Clapham yeah, Junction. Hannah, Hannah mentioned that I was getting off at Clapham. I was going to Clapham Junction, and he laughed and said that was an old. Yeah, it's a euphemism, euphemism for, for pulling out, like with the withdrawal method. Yeah, you, you were off. just really going to Clapham. I was actually just going. Junction. I was actually just via going via Clapham Junction. <laughs> So I wasn't even getting off at Clapham Junction. I, I, actually I don't, I don't think. Are. I don't think my dad started talking about his great uh, her, his aunt and how terrible her birth was. Yeah. And that his uncle from then on got off at Clapham Junction, and I was like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And why do you know this? Did you did you ask? So no, he just volunteered that information. Oh, wow. yeah, I don't, yeah. You won't. You, you but won't you knew anything. that at the time. You knew the term by then. No. Oh, oh no. He then had to explain it. Actually, I was unrelated to the fact that that day I was going to Clapham Junction. <laughs> yeah. What are the chances of that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to tell him that you went to Clapham, got off at Clapham Junction that day. <laughs> yeah, and from now on I will do. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Come on. Um. So yeah. But we've had a scan today. Oh, hang on. Do you remember what size the baby is supposed to be at this stage? What what fruit or vegetable uh, size? 24 on. weeks. Uh, what was it last week? Um, a bunch of grapes. A bunch of grapes. Big bunch of grapes. Wasn't it an aubergine then? No, it was bigger. Was it this a, week? I thought last week. I, no. I see, I'm always getting mixed up. A big aubergine then. Yeah. It's surely an aubergine. A lot of aubergines are smaller than a bunch of grapes. Yeah, so they, they're, suggest, they're suggesting yeah. this aubergine is 13 inches long. Well, I don't know what sort of aubergine <laughs> This is a really it. organic, yeah. well-nutriented... Yeah. yeah, a good, a a good cardo, aubergine. It's an avocado aubergine. It's one from the garden. Some yes. seeds, some heirloom seeds Aww. in the garden. But, um, and on, the, on my app, it says that it's supposed to be about 680 grams or 1.5 pounds. Yes. Um, but today we've had a scan. And so when, when we had our scan four weeks ago, um, we, all that, all the, was all kind of la- the baby was larger than it was supposed to be. So she's had the nickname Massive Janet since that time. <laughs> because is Janet going to stick? No. No. Janet is Janet. very much a working title. Okay. You've, you've, you've taken your foot off the pedal on that then because you started saying, maybe we could call her Janet as a middle name. Maybe I still she'll be might Jan- chuck it in the ring for a middle name. It's pretty cute. That's pretty cute. Later down the line, Jan. Jan. So, little Jan. I reckon Janet, Janet. Yeah. It's not a great name. No, I like it. I actually really like it. It's from um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Wait, I hadn't oh, made that. I hadn't thought about that, that bit. So it's it actually because cool... he said Massive Giant, but I thought he said Massive Janet. So that's, <laughs> yes. that's being what she is. But it turns out she's, she's average Janet. She's not Massive. She's an no. average, good old-fashioned average Janet. <laughs> that's what we got from today's scan. <laughs> so you've got to come up with a new one. Well, yeah. I think average Janet isn't as good as Massive Janet. No. But we'll... Average Annie. Yeah, it's... But she's, um, but she's, st- but she's still bigger. So her weight is eight hundred and fifty grams, or one point thirteen pounds. So she's nearly two pounds, but she was in the seventy sixth percentile instead of the eighty nine or something like yeah. that. And it was interesting because the sonographer told us she was looking at it and she said, "Oh, I think the other sonographer 
measures over measures she goes a bit larger Mm. and that the one we had today goes a bit tighter okay so So, somewhere in the middle there yeah Yeah. so that reading those scans that that was different because we we came away from that being told it was kind of high risk yeah it shows that i didn't realize they all had their own techniques Mm. of like Mm. Which is really unfortunate in this particular case, isn't it? Because it is a bit alarming when you hear something like that, when you're not kind of like, you're not ready for for that. I personally would never have known that there was a problem with a big baby. I would have been like, thumbs up to that. Yeah. But then you find out all these things, and then you find out uh, later on, it's all fine. Yeah. What was I found, though, we talked about it, you didn't have this today, the sonographer today. Um, I found the last one who did the... Who, who overmeasured and said mm. it, she was large, her tone of voice didn't alarm me in any way. Right. Like she was sort of saying, oh, yeah, she was like, I don't really understand why why she's so big for a sort of age so far and, and development. So I didn't come away thinking, all right, even though it's, it's obviously a bit of a weird anomaly here, mm. it didn't stress me out. Whereas today's one, just her tone and the way she talked us through it, she was telling us everything was fine and normal and average. But her tone I found quite stressful. Oh, really? Yeah, she had this quite... Oh, okay. She really delivered a lot of info quite manically, I thought. And so I was sort of listening, going, just get to the point, man. Like, I just... You're making me think there's something wrong when there isn't. But I wonder, because I... Cause I You've done the opposite, no, Yeah, I, I liked her. I th- she was very... She was delivering it all to me, so she must have been able to see that I was getting all the mm. things that she was right. saying. Maybe because you're on the periphery, like... <laughs> yeah, maybe. What's she, was, what's she, what's she <laughs> honing in on? Probably just felt excluded. Yeah. <laughs> I think it. there's a... She yeah, I think that can definitely... Um, there's a case for that. It's not... Because it's not your body, uh, but and yeah, yet it's yeah. your joint baby so yeah. there's it's a bit of a weird dynamic isn't it sometimes because yeah. like, she'd asked me she said do you know why you're here and I was like well because of this because of this and it was like then she she gave me more information she corrected me almost right. as yeah. to I can't remember all of it <laughs> all of the things that she said but oh yeah it turned out that was a good a good thing but I'd also had because they've been monitoring my cervix as well okay because um had abnormal cells removed seven years ago. So we told them at a first midwife appointment that um, that had happened and she and she said, well, I'm going to refer you to the premature clinic because that can mean your cervix is a bit weak okay. and we just want to measure that because okay. otherwise you can give birth prematurely. Yes, yes. So I've been going pretty much weekly or every couple of weeks getting my cervix measured. Oh, good time. Yeah. <laughs> and at first it was the average three centimetres, which as we all know, listeners, <laughs> is the average length of a cervix now. Um but on Monday, I got measured again, and it was 2.5, which is it's shorter than it had been, or was yeah. like the second measurement we got that, and then it had grown a bit, and then it had shortened. Oh, wow, I didn't um, know that it could do that. Yeah. yeah, but I came away from that one feeling a bit scared, I suppose. I think, yeah. Because I got, they then discharged me from the clinic, because we're going to Australia on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And she was, it was a bit... It was the same woman I'd seen the week before who was a bit more overcautious than the previous ones I'd seen and kind of her her expertise didn't feel as great as the previous okay. person that I'd been seeing. Yeah. So she took a bit more time to try and get the measurements and okay. get the angles right and see if that was right. And then, you know, saying she'd want to see me again and again and kind of very making sure that I'm going to see someone as soon as I get to Australia and being very... Cautious. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm convinced. It's just you just get a sense of of them of their what their tone just is everything. I think yeah. with medical professionals, like I could be told 
that I've got a good chance of getting a terminal disease. But if they told me in a sort of positive, like, you know, it's probably going to be fine. Yeah, that's how, you, that's how you digest it. Yeah, yeah. I think rather if somebody said to me, look, I think everything's going to be fine. But if, they, if their tone was sort of saying, but, you know, let's be careful, I definitely would probably react to that worse. Yes, yes. Yeah. But also the thing I learned from that was that when they, if they're going to hospitalise you for your cervix it has to be down to one centimeter so it's still quite like it's still on the longer end two and, longer. and a half times longer than it yeah needs to be. it's fine so there's still a long way until that becomes that becomes a problem which I is think, i think your cervix is great <laughs> you should Just know positive affirmations <laughs> yes on the cervix um have you saw have you got someone have you have you got a hospital that you know about? And I've got a doctor's appointment just at my local doctor's booked in the day that we get there. So. Wow. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, you're not messing around then. No, we're going away the next day, so yeah. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, um, but yeah, just to let them know that this is what's happening because yeah. we do have to have scans and yeah. things over there. Um, but you know, generally, I realised from these past couple of days that I've been very stable, like throughout my pregnancy, like not hormonally. Mm up and down and I haven't been sad and I haven't been I don't think I've been affected in that way that you hear that pregnant women are hormonal and yeah it can really mess with you yeah but did did, how did you find those things um I felt pretty myself yeah yeah I probably I felt quite energized yeah but then I'm a big old napper, so is Josh. So we. Oh, we this is something we wanted to yeah. ask you about. <laughs> oh well, it, I am an expert, so I'll happily come to that. Well, because um, Josh basically it was one of his bits of advice was you need to get good at napping. And who was? And Caroline maybe told us about oh, Josh coming over to well, you guys going over to her place, and Josh was like, "I'm just going to have a nap." Oh, he didn't need to not announce <laughs> yeah. it. He disappeared as he always does. He's done the same at Wendy Wayson's house. We think he's on the toilet. Like a good ten minutes goes by, and it's like, oh, I'll just go. Have a look. He's passed out somewhere. Unbelievable. Where, so, does, he, does he go into someone's bedroom or he, where does he go he, to do it? Uh, he, he goes to the first long sofa surface that he'll find. So, yeah, usually <laughs> it's a sofa. It's a sofa. First floor, second floor. Um, yeah, and he, he really feels like it's a compliment uh, to his hosts. It's Clearly, it's not a compliment, is it? No, but he does need a nap. And you know this, second. Carl, because you go off to gigs. You yeah. do need to re-energize before a gig and that's that he usually does have a gig to go off to yes. afterwards so there is that but he will also nap um places where he doesn't yeah nap i'm just a bad napper though that's so yeah but this is something that carl actually does need tips for about how to nap because we read something that now is a good time to start practicing so that once you have the baby then you can nap but is it possible because i actually do think about this i think that we are all made differently and I think people some people just can't fall asleep like that maybe it's like they just have things going around in their heads or they you know or they just physically cannot drop off so I'm sure yeah mine's not a mental thing it's a physical thing yes. definitely like, I never, it's not it's not I can't nap because I'm lying there thinking about no the day. no I but just, I think some people are like that yeah like, totally you just can't to just can't you just can't fall no. asleep it's like once I'm up I'm up you know if I wake up at if I'm up, wake up at seven and I'm wide awake and I've, even if I've gone to bed at two in the morning because I've got back late from a gig, I'm just up. Yeah, right. And then I'm fine right through to midnight that night after I get home from a gig. Right. But I remember you telling me once about the idea of not sitting down. If you, it's kind of your day is finishing. Like if you've still got things to do, that idea of not stopping and relaxing because then the day's sort of over and you get into relaxation mode. Do you remember oh. saying that to me? No. Yeah. Wow, I you do. sound like a go-getter. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Am I? I mean, it's kind of similar to the way your dad would wear a tight, like, he, he dresses up to be at home, doesn't he? Yeah. Kind well, of on. Well, yeah, once it, it's, well, I suppose that's the reason yeah. I, when I'm up, I 
you know, only in the last year, I would say, mm-hmm. have I started to wear house clothes. Yeah. Mm. Generally, I'd always, I'd get up in the morning, I'd shower, I'm in my clothes for the day. Wow. I would never wear like a robe or a shitty pair of shorts or really i literally get ready for the day and once i'm dressed that's me the day's oh. even if you don't have to go someplace you yeah. get up and get dressed absolutely i would i, I used to have I, I used to not even go barefoot around the house wow. i always put my shoes or trainers on and i'd just be ready for the day to whatever happens now the day is ready i to respect go. that josh yeah. doesn't does josh uh will not put any clothes on um <laughs> until he has to leave the house and that yeah, can yeah. be like seven at night you mean um, fully naked Oh, well, if we've got visitors coming, no, he doesn't go around fully naked, although, yeah, to the shower. But no, he will wear boxer shorts. Okay. I I really want him to wear a robe um, (laughs) just so he has some level of comfort around the house, but he resists that. I can't give him a robe. But slippers he'll sometimes wear, but mostly just boxes and a skanky old T-shirt. It's funny. It's my parents. It must just be a learned thing. My parents both dress up to be at home. Dress up for the day. Mm. Like, regardless of what they're doing. My mum won't go to the shop over the road without putting her makeup on, fully dressed. She'll dress up like she's going to a pub, you know, to go and buy milk. For afternoon tea or something. Oh, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, bad. Yeah. I actually, I'm pretty bad. Like, I have to be fully, like, moisturised and a bit of makeup on. So, yeah, I'm a bit guilty as charged there. Yeah. I also feel quite gross until I've had my shower in the morning. Yeah. I feel like I've still got that night's sleep on me. Yeah. I need to just be ready you. and wash that all off and the day begins yeah but i did want to say mm. if you are someone who is not a napper then everybody has their own thing that that, that regenerates them or you know just take yourself away read a book anything that gives you a little bit of downtime oh yeah, and yeah. so yeah so i i really do feel like that and josh josh can nap but he also like can do other things that, yeah um it takes some you know and me too i i, I like reading and um yeah so I just know some people don't want a nap, but they still need some kind of rest. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, we'll, we'll see once the baby's here if you get better <laughs> yeah, at napping. the best napper or not, in the world. Or not. I'm very good at relaxing, though. That's, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. I will, I will, like, you know, I do bits of meditation and mm. I do, like, I'll read, I'll go off and read. I, if I'm away gigging for a weekend, I will have a two-hour bath listening yeah. to meditation music. Oh, wow. So, like, that to me is... I mean, that's, to me, that's better than a nap for me because I know I'm just going to lie there not being able to nap. Because yes. if I have a two-hour bath, yes. I'm relaxing. Yes. So we don't have a bath, so that's at home. So. No, that is when I'm away. That's why I have hotel room baths. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello, you. My name is Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives, so they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, Dave, were you yawning at the start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Ruler Threes, your Brian and Rogers, your Musicals, your Bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting because, let's face it, they've got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bell. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, and just like as we were chatting before we started recording, um, we're talking about the fact that I'm 40 and having a baby and how they kind of monitor you more. And yeah. you were saying that with Zero that they wanted to really yeah. induce you. And Well, so they did with Betsy and Zero, but yeah. because uh, Betsy came first and actually Betsy with the induction was my most difficult and long uh, drawn out uh, labor. Yeah. And I really feel like it was because she was induced because I really did go along with the kind of, I felt like it was quite alarmist um, yeah. attitude at the hospital, which I really understand. Yeah. But there is something about your body also just knowing when it is ready. So yeah. so I did go along with it. I went and got induced on the dot for 40, that the 40 day? weeks. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, that um, the induction didn't work at all. I went into like premature labour. Like I just reacted to the induction really quickly, and it was just too strong the labour. So then they took it out. Then I had like twenty four hours or something, just like doing nothing but sitting. Oh, is that when they put the balloon in? Is that the induction? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh wow! It's a type of induction. Yeah. Um, they uh, just do it, blow up a balloon and put it really up to open your cervix. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh my I was really happy at that point. I was like, okay, I'll do it. You know, yeah. I, I, it's for the best. But that was on the, third, the, the, the other side. You know, I didn't know how pain, how difficult it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. And then it was, I was just so tired and I hadn't ever been in labor for that long. So yeah. I never really knew like how, really how hard it can be for a woman. Yeah. I mean, I had, obviously I believed people, but for me it had just been, you know, like 12 hours was my longest. And all, on all three before that. Yeah. And okay. they were, you know, really challenging, but... And have they, just quickly, have they been in uh, wards or birth centres um, or what was, um, it? What was All the... wards. We wanted um, a birth centre every single time, but for whatever reason yeah. it just never happened. Um, we got there for the, a tiny bit. The That's the trend. Really. From what everyone we talked to, yeah. yeah. And actually, with um, with Betsy, when, during the period of time where I was um, kind of in hiatus between that first induction and then the second one, um, they did send us down there for a little while. I really wanted the pool. Yeah. That's all I've been <laughs> yeah. like. I was like, the pool is like the holy grail. And then I, I somehow, like, Josh passed out for a good five hours on the double <laughs> of bed. Of course he did. Of course he did. He found, <laughs> I mean, he found a say. bed somewhere. <laughs> in the, I'll be in the pool. Yeah. I'll be having a bath. He had such a great sleep. Yeah. And I was just, like, running up and down the stairs, <laughs> like, I'm trying to make this baby come. But I, I have to say, and Josh probably did talk to you about it, um, he is an incredible birth partner, like, literally amazing. Like, he... That's the only time he slept, and that was a, over a long period of time. Yeah. But with every single baby, he's just like straw at the ready, massage, music, like everything. He can't do anything enough for me. It's like the best time in our relationship when I'm in labor. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's another one on the way. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So he wins at that. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I so so I really reacted against it with zero. I was yeah. like, okay, I I hear you, and you know, um, if anything bad happens, I didn't get to test it too much because he came. Um, surprisingly, like just after the day that I was um, due, so yeah. I was going to have this. I'm not being induced, and yeah, I didn't yeah. have to. And that labour was literally three hours. It was yeah, amazing. Wow. Yeah, and like I was peppy as anything. I I could just tell he was coming in the night, and I got myself ready. And like, yeah, like I was. Uh, it was for me amazing that that labour. Yeah, and they they were all natural. Well, they they yep. weren't cesarean, so they were. Yep. Um, did you have any drugs? Well, I had ye old gas and air, yeah. um, which I, um, I, I like a lot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think with Betsy was the one time I was like, babe, like, could you just give me that stuff that yeah. they all talk about? I think I really need it. And he was like, you've done it. You've done it before. You can do it. And I was like, oh, man, you're not going to give it to me. <laughs> yeah. So I would like encourage women to really just like um, force their husbands to all that. Because Josh is so good, like everyone steps back when he's like... Yeah, uh, when he's in the room. And you know, there was a part of me that did know as well, but I reckon I probably should have had it with Betsy. Yeah, yeah. Um, like an epidural or something. Yeah, mm. probably. But you know, I did and then she came and she was, it was all fine. Yeah. So would that be like, that's quite interesting first, like just hearing about, you know, what, as a, the, what the birth partner should be doing... Because oh. obviously a lot of the advice is just be there, be supportive. But like it sounds like Josh almost was like quite hands on with the actual yeah facilitating and oh, almost yes. knowing when to sort of step in. And he did. There was nobody around unless there was something happening, like um, you know, like a, a hemorrhage or something like that, um, which didn't happen. Yeah. You know, I think it happened one time. Like they just let him get on with it, and I don't even know how he realised that he had it in him to know all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Really? Because I was doing my Can't thing. put a dressing gown on <laughs> He was born to be a labour partner. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. That's really cool. Because that's... I, I did do some reading this week about doulas and things yes. like that. And I have a... Like, I don't feel like I want someone else in the room. Like, yes. I want Carl yes. there. Yeah. I'm actually a bit busy that day. <laughs> <laughs> Having a bar. I'll check my diary. I'm actually, I've got a gig. You do have gigs, but... Um, <laughs> I've informed with you. Oh, the stress, the stress of that. Oh my gosh. Oh, how many times? I'm like, are you kidding me? What if it happened? Like, you're in Norfolk. But, but yeah. he never was in Norfolk. I've, when I've got, I went I've got gigs labor. in London the week of the birth. But I, 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 I spoke to them months ago. And said, yeah, Look. right. If it happened. I said to them, uh, shall I take them out? And they said, like I said, one, both of them, the who booked the gig, you've got kids. And they said, it's your first one. They said it might be a week late. So they said they're, they're, they're mates and they just said, let's keep it in and just keep us updated and in the run up to it. Yeah, great. So that's, that's good. Yeah. That's so nice. I have done the admin already. Thank but yeah, you. Yeah, because I, I, but there's that interesting thing that they talk about with the doula that they're able to kind of liaise with the hospital yeah. staff kind of on your behalf or right. on your, you and your partner's it's like behalf. like a sort of PR person with the yeah. hospital. Yeah, and that, and that they can, they can do like what you're saying Josh is doing, just kind of clear the space and yeah. take control of. Yes. Of what's happening in there? Basically, so, Carl, I'd like you to do that. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say Josh should become a doula. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking that before as well. Should become oh a doula. my gosh, I don't know if um, other mothers would bring out this um, this latent aspect of him. Yeah. Um, but you never know. I've seen you how much doulas charge. I think when you tell him how much money you can make, you need to sit down with him and let him school you because uh, he's no, got. That's, oh, well, definitely. I'll he's got a lot him. of gifts in that area. Because yeah. Josh is a comedian, Josh Howie. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned that. Um, and he'd done a, another of Carl's podcasts. 
two vegan idiots. He was at our house. And as he was leaving, he, he saw me in the room and he went, oh, some things for you. One of them was to watch Happiest Baby on the Block. Oh, yeah, we did that with our first. It's amazing. What yeah. Is, have we, we haven't watched it. It's this. like it was a DVD, but he thinks it's on YouTube. Okay. But we haven't watched it yet. Right. But I've got a note. It's one of my notes. Okay. Um, and the other thing, and I think one of the tips from that was about re- recreating the, re- the womb and giving babies a real shh. Oh, yeah, the old shush. I forgot about that. We were big old shushes in the the beginning. Yeah, when he told me the shush, he's like, it was the loudest shush I've ever heard in my life. It's so aggressive. It's a violent shush. Yeah, I was like, shh. (laughs) He's like, you go right up to their ear and you go, shh. And that's meant to be the sound of the womb. It settles them. Really? Yes. You're also supposed to, I can't really remember because we we ditched it with our second baby because, like, I don't know if Josh told you, but we had this fluky... Um, angel first baby like uh-huh. one where all our NC mates like literally cast me out of because he was so sleepy uh-huh. and e- easy it was amazing I'm sorry if anyone of my NCT friends are listening yeah. <laughs> I know you love me and, yeah. uh, but he was challenging to that environment because he wasn't doing any of the things that newborns are supposed to do yeah. like scream all night and stuff yeah. like that um so we did do the shushing with him um, yeah. but you're also supposed to like hold them almost upside down with their head low because that's how they've been in their tummy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you shush right in their ear. But it really did work with him. But, like I say, I don't know if it would have worked with Artie. Yeah. Um, he was a real screamer and there was no no shushing, no shushing. for him. <laughs> uh, so, we, yeah, we cast that aside. Yeah. But you never know. You've got to try these things. Yeah. And so how, how, did, you, how did you shush Artie then? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is a really good thing for you. You know, not many people can say they've had, like, five different personality oh, so yeah, yeah, babies. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we literally have. They're so different. And they have all been since the beginning. And Artie cried quite a lot at night time unless he was snuggled up with me. So he was in our bed, whereas um, Mordy, we were like, put them in the, you know, because scared of all the things that yeah. you should, you know, they tell you to be scared of, put, you know, cuddle him, put him down next to you. But Artie, I was just like, oh, I'm too tired now. Yeah. And um, he really wants to be with me because he would settle right next to me. So we would like, he would snuggle with me. And then, but he just woke up a lot more in the night wanting milk and yeah. would cry and then I'd just give him the milk. But whereas Morty would just sleep like 12 hours, not straight away, but like after 10 weeks. Yeah. Wow. He was sleeping 12 hours and he never stopped. Yeah. Yeah, wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, you mentioned NCT. That's a good, like, would you, is that something you really recommend people do? Highly recommend it. Yeah. Highly recommend it because it does also, you, you'll find, have you signed up yet? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you'll find, you'll get all the lessons um, that so the stuff that Josh would share with you, yeah. he, he learned a lot of that stuff there. Oh, cool. um, not the not the Josh only special, yeah. but um, but yeah, the... <laughs> that's another. You can run his own NCT classes. <laughs> I feel like we've got a new. Me and him was after the, after we have our child, we'll team up. Yeah, create a men's NCT group. Oh, sounds a bit disgusting. It sounds like a men's rights group. It does. Just claim that too. Yeah, yeah come on, we got this. Um, yeah, NCT definitely. They're there because yeah. you meet um, you make new friends. I met up with my um, one of the friends um, this last weekend with our two ten-year-old boys, ten, mm. a decade on, and we were really beautifully reminiscing like their time just before they were born and all those you know, especially those kind of intense first months and year or two it's so um vital to have that support and if you don't have your family like your family in australia you really do just build these relationships um that you can have for life and you support each other it's amazing yeah it was interesting when we were at the hospital today actually we saw 
my friend Max and his partner Leah, who they had due at the end of this end month, of month yeah. and they were waiting for a blood oh. test so we were like oh hi hi and then when they left I was like to Carl I was like oh I love being local like yes. you know when you when you have those those connections with people who yes. are around you and community and that kind of yeah. thing absolutely and even having like we met up with Max for a coffee yesterday yeah because they're obviously they're now in the real at the business end and uh, so they're a few months ahead of us and he just gave us his like shopping list of things he's bought that he's like, you know, in preparation for the baby coming. Wow! And so we just bought. He like, you, you made so many notes. Yeah, and because I, because I, because I know him, and I know he loves to get the top quality, like you know, the best things, or not necessarily the most expensive, but he'll research and the things that are yes. the oh, yeah. best reviews uh, yes. and all that kind he of must stuff. Do that. So I, so I was just like, this is just an easy way without having to do the research yes we get his whole list yeah. and we can oh, decide brilliant. what we want or I'm not sure we, i'm sure we um we also benefited from other people's yeah, yeah. prowess did you listen to josh's um one of the episodes on his radio show about um buying the buggy no, no. oh you got a, oh, that's hilarious what's he done so he he bought a um counterfeit um <laughs> buggy yeah <laughs> I do think he's told me this, actually. And, um, yeah, it was in one of the episodes. And think it's in the second series. Um, and uh, um, we didn't really know at the time. Yeah, yeah obviously, we, we found out. We did our research a bit too late. But anyway, um, but I can't even remember the name of those buggies. But I just remember, like, how cool and fun it is to buy that stuff. Oh, I mean, the amount of buggy, like, sort of... I've been looking at Silver Cross ones that are, like... Oh, yeah. Top, you know, that's your... Your Rolls Royce of your uh, buggy, yeah. uh, but like, I just, I've just, I'm so out of the loop these days. I've spent a lot of time looking at over. But we have a thirteen pound antique pram. I bought some, pram. yes, original sixties. What the big wheels? Yeah. What? One. Rosemary's baby. Oh my god! You got to take it out. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, we measured be... the door because when it can't get in our front door unless no, that it. is a problem. <laughs> yeah. But I was measuring, it looks like it should. I was measuring the door the other day and I was like, I don't know how this happened. But we have a side entrance, which I've measured and it will fit down there. So we can get yeah, in yeah. and out yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of the house that way. So so we do. We have that, that pram right That's now. That's going to be the local pram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It's not going to happen on the escalator, is it? No, no or yeah, that, getting up on the train, yeah. you're taking the piss, really. Yeah. yeah. That's the um, counterfeit buggy, there's a, Great TV show that we watched ages ago called The Letdown. Oh, my gosh. I thought she stole that from Josh. I was like, yeah. the whole time I was watching that, which I loved, I was like, she stole that from Josh's radio. <laughs> yeah. She stole, but, but obviously she had, she didn't. That's just like these things are in the ether, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. But I, Josh hasn't watched it, but I love that show. Yeah. She's amazing. Brilliant. And, um, yeah, so she did as well. Uh, but, yeah, I guess that's just the way it is, isn't it? You've got to go and buy these things cheaper <laughs> yeah because that with max he gave us recommendations from stuff he bought on ebay and then stuff that he bought new so well, the, the really good tip i thought he gave us was the bouncer he yeah. said you can buy the frame the metal frame metal frame on ebay for so cheap and you just buy a new cover for it oh and it's a, it's a really good clever. one what's the what's the brand baby bjorn was baby the baby bjorn got. bouncer so wow. they're really they're expensive yes they but you are. can get a, a new cover really cheap oh great and you just buy the yeah the metal um, frame on ebay brilliant and he said the same thing with cot as well didn't he he yes. got his cot on ebay for like 25 pounds when what, it's supposed to be was 200 that a baby bjorn as well no that was a chico oh, chico yeah it's a really good one what do you guys think about those little attachments that you put onto your bed so the baby's like not really caught but just that like, it attaches to the bed yeah i haven't seen them i know there's How the cots where you can pull down the thing to like bed level i didn't know there's a bed attachment yes 
get a better attachment, <laughs> put it on the list. I, would, I, I don't know why we didn't get there, but I do think that's such a cute idea, especially like in the middle of the night when you yeah, just like yeah, want to yeah. roll, you know, you don't really want to get out to feed. and Yeah. But I mean, there's probably like um, health and safety precautions yeah. around yeah. that. But they sell them, so they've got to be safe. Yeah. And so, what did you, with your kids, what did you kind of have? What with their um, sleeping and. So, Again, so differently. Yeah. Um, Woody, for example, only slept on my tummy. He had, I think, at the, I didn't realise at the time until a few months later, he had, uh, what do you call it, colic. Yes. So he was a screamer. So, uh, yeah, my tummy was, like, uh, t- rubbing on his surface or pressuring it, so it made him feel, you know, less pain. So he, that's how he slept. Yeah. But they all had their Moses basket next to us until they got t- too big for that. Yeah. And um, Betsy... I really wanted her to sleep with me, but she didn't want to. Yeah. The first night I tried to like, <laughs> I could just tell she just wasn't that comfortable. This is a brand new newborn yeah. baby. Yeah. And I just thought this baby wants her space. So yeah. I put her next to me after I fed her and then, and she slept so yeah. well. So, and she's Funny, always been like that. She's just much more independent. Ready to go. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and zero was, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember what I was kind of sleep. I think that just means that he just kept um, low profile. Yeah, nothing, nothing out of Yeah, exactly. Um, and so Carl's been reading quite a lot of books yes. as we've been going through this because, like, like he says, that's something that he can actively do while I yeah. do the physical yeah. growing. connected, I yeah, suppose, because I can't physically feed it. I can only just read. Aww. And it's turned out quite a lot of them, Not it's not been about pregnancy, that you've become much more interested in kind of the psychology yeah. and in kids and then raising them. Mm. So you wanted to... Well, no, I was, I was actually interested in, like, because obviously how you were... You studied it all before you became a parent. Mm. Like, did you go into parenting feeling like you were you were better prepared because of your understanding of child psychology? Well, I feel like I'm quite um, like a special case in that like I've always always loved babies and right. and children and I like so it is my natural environment to be around like I've always been drawn to that work I was a nanny whilst I was training I babysat my whole social life away at at secondary school I've always loved babies so um yes I felt really informed and I I just felt like I trusted my intuition with regards to like how I would bring up a baby yeah but I loved reading those books um For fun, yeah. Um, for you know, like you know, the aubergine and um, yeah. you know, and there were lots of and curiosity. You know, I didn't know about you know all the different levels of the the stages of development for fetus, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of things I learned during that time. Yeah. Um, but I felt like Josh and I uh, loved each other, love love each other. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> love each other, and that we were quite good mates, and yeah, we yeah. would we would be a safe home and yes. like I also thought like I would talk to people I will if, yeah. if I'm confused or if yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm if I don't completely trust my own judgment in a situation then I'll get help so yeah. I've I've never felt through any of my pregnancies that um I couldn't manage or I would you know felt out of my depth yeah yeah yeah. that's yeah because because there are there is stuff that you you read about you know the way you behave with your child when they're when they're very small and how much that can impact then the person yeah, that they yeah, become yeah. or how that then yeah grows them or things that's been neglected or things that's oh, yeah. been over nurtured or whatever absolutely and that's the kind of stuff that you've been well yeah it's like, like we've talked on it about on here about it like different books I've read along the way and ones you've read as well like that actually make it all sound I think they make it sound a bit 
more confusing than it probably is. Mm-hmm. Like, we both read uh, Philippa Perry's book. The, oh, I haven't heard uh, of it. Um, it's uh, the book you wish your parents would have oh read. Oh, my gosh, yes. I-, I haven't read it, but a lot of my friends have said it's amazing. Well, I'd say I weirdly found it a bit full on. I really? felt I felt okay. like it, it sort of made me think... I like. I, I don't think that it almost would make me question how we're talking to our own child. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it would, like you just you can't, you can't change your entire language. Okay. Just because of your you, you've got to relate to your kid how you are. Yes. But be respectful and understanding of them in their position. Absolutely. But this, I don't know. There was times I was reading Philip Perry's book, and it felt a bit unobtainable. The but sort that of you level wouldn't of be leaving your personality behind. Well, yeah, and also you, I think, just overthinking right, too yeah. much. Yeah. You know, I think her. It, it's. Apt, I mean, there's the sort of the sentiment of it is lovely, mm. but I just felt it, a lot of it didn't feel very practical. Yeah. Okay. I've read other ones that are probably a bit more hardcore things like the They Fuck You Up by Oliver James okay that's more about like look whatever you do when your kid's a baby they're going to soak it up and it might cause damage but everything's like repairable oh yeah I so that, that that's what I agree with yeah. that. And she says that as well she says everything's fixable mm. but I just for some reason I came away from her book feeling a bit like that's that feels harder to live the way she would say is the ideal than sort of someone like he said. Mm, so sometimes yeah. I suppose reading these, is, it's good to see that there's no one idea in psychology. I also think like your baby, it gets born into your yes. family, your mm. your little culture, your um, it's, that's their story, and you need to be yourself and yeah. um, for them to kind of form who they are. And I really feel like, and I, even though I do, I did say like, I'm, it did sound like I was showing off a bit, like you know, I'm like born to be a mum. But yeah. <laughs> um, what I what I know is that I felt with my, um, even with my experiences as a daughter and as throughout my nanny life, I had quite hard families that I worked with in terms of there was a lot of loss, so I was responsible for some of the children in quite a way that I wouldn't normally have been. But in those relationships, I really felt like. If you can recognise when you fuck up and say sorry, really, really reflect on where you went wrong and really apologise and let them mod- and model that for them, then yeah. actually it's true. You can, they can, anything can be repaired. Yeah, yeah. Any even trauma can be repaired if you're, if you can process that yes. with them. So you can't really go that badly wrong. Well, that's it. You've just got to be willing to probably fix it yes. rather than do the old brush under the carpet yeah. that yes. I would say my family went for. Uh, <laughs> and most, most yeah. of that generation. That generation is happening, yeah. that's what I mean. So there's often things that we, you know, cut where the ways that we relate to each other sometimes that we're like, our kid's going to be embarrassed by, you know. Like what? Just some of the stupid things well, that I we say to each other. called you a slug recently, <laughs> but as a joke. Called each other what? They called me a slug. And I just think it's really funny. She was really, she was like a night she had like the sweats in bed, like pregnancy <laughs> sweat. She was all sweat. She was all sweaty and kept like leaning on me. And I just went, you feel like a slug. And I meant it in a funny way. Yeah, yeah no, which made me laugh. And it made Hannah me laugh. Hannah very funny. Hannah finds it really funny when I jokingly say horrendous things to her. <laughs> well, isn't that lucky? Yeah. yeah totally. And, but then, yeah. But then, and that I, he doesn't mean yeah, it. And yeah, exactly. I would never say anything like that genuinely. Of course. But yeah, I think there's things that we probably say that we might have to tone down around a child. No, not necessarily. But I think, it, I imagine... I imagine our child potentially being like, "Oh my God, why are you why are you speaking like that? Why do you say those stupid things?" Like yeah. we, we can be quite childish with each other. Absolutely, that's what. But also very in a good in a good way. Touchy feely and 
affectionate, which mm. is stuff that I imagine kids would get quite embarrassed around. Well, maybe. I kind of, I think, I think any of that kind of, is faux embarrassment. I think actually their yeah. kids really love to see their parents loving Yeah, and long term it will yeah. be beneficial. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll yeah. get over the embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> you will get over the embarrassment. <laughs> like, this is now we're saying this for her to listen to in 15 years' Apologies. time. We're going to play episode 19 to you again. Listen here, average Janet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen that um, being advertised what, the over the last half decade or so, so I wonder if the shushing just got a bit like thrown out the window. That's so interesting, I've isn't it? I've never heard well. it ever. I've not read it. I mean, you know to go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never heard do it really loud in their ear. (laughs) But maybe it's that people have white noise machines now. That's that's a thing, isn't it? That's it. That's exactly it. But you don't need to go right up in their ear and (laughs) very loudly give them a shush. It's um, and and that's like my mum. I've spoken about before. She gave me a book which was a pregnancy book from her mum when she was pregnant with her, so from the forties. She's given me one from the seventies when it was for me. Wow. So it's quite, you know, it's interesting as well the way those things change, isn't it? Have you time. read them? I've, yes, but I can't remember much. I, Do you, I, did you feel like there was much of a difference? There was some, particularly in the one from my grandma's time, I found that interesting. Mm. Like things about setting up a nursery and with the airflow from the window and what's good for the baby and kind of fresh air and that sort oh, of yeah, thing. Yeah, they were into fresh air. They used to let their kids sleep outside, didn't they? Yeah, they? and they loved like... I've got, you I'm, know, big, I'm big into that idea of putting them in the big old 50s, yeah. 60s pram in our garden. In the garden middle of winter <laughs> put them in a the garden we'll go watch a box set Carl, yeah and Carl does cold showers every day so you wow. like a bit of, I do, yeah. bit of cold refreshing yeah um, so yeah that that was an interesting thing that mm. I wouldn't have nest you know I like a bit of feng shui and things like that and thinking about how we're going to set up our room Are you, is the baby going to have the, her own room Pretty not much. just no I think with she'll be with us to start with okay. yeah because yeah. and we're moving we've got a smaller room in our place and we've got a big room which is our housemates who's not there at the moment or for a few years yeah so we're going to move into his room okay yeah that's some, that's some nesting to do when we come back from Australia right yeah. I would have loved to have a nursery for the for the kids we just if you're here so you see there's not that much space for a for a nursery, but yeah, I love the idea of like having yeah. the baby have their own little room after after a while when, yeah. when yeah, they're yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah well, they will. She will have. Yeah. After a while. Yes. But, yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to ask? Um, was there? I don't think so. Exactly. You're going to have the Josh. You, you and Josh. Yeah, I think that, actually just hearing that about <laughs> Josh being very, you know, um, like organisational in the mm. room makes me feel like oh, that's something I've not even thought about. I always thought. I suppose there is that tradition of the like the modern partner is there in support, but tends to take a sort of like backseat role of like just be there, hold the hand, and tell them they're doing well. But I think that actually, is actually hearing that he was like, yes. actually no, I, I think I can help with the communication here as well. And yeah, I, think he, I really he, like that idea. It wasn't even like he. It's not even like he was um, like he basically was in charge. Yeah. And then when they would basically force themselves to yeah. be like, okay, well, this oh, this is happening now, so, you know, just if you don't, wouldn't mind, we'll just do this bit. But he just took it upon himself. It was a confidence that he had, yeah. really. I suppose that took a bit, a lot of pressure off you so that you could just kick back and get on with it. Yeah, I just completely trusted that he was there. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then and that they were there as well, which yeah. they were when, they, yeah, when I did outside need the room, yeah. ready. Yeah. yeah. And is there any last bits of... Is there any last tip or anything that you just... 
want to share with us? Anything you don't think like shows up in all the books that you just actually learn that you like to impart? Well, I guess the benefit again of having five is Mm. that what I think is that each baby does speak to a different part of us. Mm. And when people talk about, you know, they all had the same upbringing, you know, they, we treated them all the same. I actually think that that's impossible. And one thing I've learned is that, you know, one of my kids like literally brings out the best in me. Yes. He, his part, his goodness speaks to my goodness. And, and, you know, another one is like angry quite a lot. And he, that speaks to a different part of me. And so I had to learn quite early on, like, I have to not take it personally, really just like take deep breaths and, figure yeah. out a way to own that stuff in myself and also like em- embrace it in my kids yeah. all their different parts and try not to try not to let it influence the dynamic between them you know as yeah. siblings and also yeah our relationship so to really like encourage the the what you would call the light and shade yeah, but yeah, yeah. well because um, i read it i was reading i read i think it was one one of oliver james's books about how different siblings, the reason siblings, even twins, turn out differently, people assume it's all genetic and stuff, but even though actually twins are genetically identical, so they should be exactly the same, but they reckon the reason is because it's just that very thing of no parent parents a child the same as another Mm, child. mm. You think you are, but you're not. They're picking up different signals. Just by their general demeanour, you'll react differently. Mm. So if one kid is a bit more you know, reactionary, yeah. you're naturally going yeah, to be absolutely. a bit more like that. Absolutely. Whereas if the other one's very placid, you're going to be more placid. Yeah. So they'll grow up totally differently yeah. based on how you're reacting yeah. to their behaviour. Absolutely. So it's good, exactly that thing of trying to just be zen with it and mm-hmm. don't react to that one yeah. differently to that one just because that one's a little bit more naughty. Yeah, or if you do, just own it and, yeah. you know, yeah. and process it and deal with it because obviously that is, there is anger there. There's anger in everyone or there's all these different feelings in, in all of us and if it's being represented, you know, in one kid more than the other, then yeah, just work with it. That's what I would say and um, I think, yeah, do what you guys are doing. Just keep on talking to people and it can feel so isolating but it's a special, special, amazing gift to be able to have this experience. Yeah. It is. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Pleasure. I really, yeah, I had fun. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you for listening. Um, We'll be back next week from Australia. Yes. (laughs) Bye. Bye. you're a fan of all things geeky you're going to love con sessions a brand new podcast by comedian matt Hinton and myself beck hill where we interview your favorite cult heroes at comic cons all across the world we've got stars from star wars harry potter the walking dead and more make sure you tune in soon to con sessions great big owl Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.